Hey, welcome to the Unchurched Podcast, where your hosts, Michael and Sean, discuss issues of church, life, and religion. No subject is off limits, and our honesty and humor drives our discussion. We welcome you to sit in on the conversation and laugh with us as we challenge serious things. So pour your drink, kick your feet up, and let's get started with the show. Mikey Hizzle. You know, every time I count down three, two, one, I think about the owl, um, the little commercial back in the day for uh, Tootsie Roll Pops. You remember that? Yep. The kid is going around like, how many licks does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Roll Pop? Well, let's see. I don't know, little Johnny. You need to go ask the wise old owl. And the owl says, a one, a two, a three, crunch. <laughs> three. And then gives the boy back the little stick, and the boy is looking like, this whole bag just ate my sucker. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see your story and raise you one, because I'm pretty oh, yes, sure, I mean, you're older than me, so you got to, but I don't know how they be doing it in the mean streets of the D. It's cold in the D, bro. That's all I know. So you probably didn't get no freebies. But where I grew up in the mm-hmm. White Hood. <laughs> the White Hood. <laughs> if you got, if you had a little Indian on a horse with a bow and arrow on your wrapper, that means you could go into the candy shop and get a free one. Because they weren't. Really? Yeah, they weren't printed on like. All of them, obviously. So it was like a, I guess, a special thing to get it, you know? You know what? I bet the same thing existed in the Black Hood, but they just didn't tell us about it. Yep, because they're trying to make that five cents. (laughs) (laughs) It would have been a business opportunity for most black kids. I'm like, come on, bro. Let me get 50 cents for this one. You know you're going to be able to trade it in and get a free one in. Oh, my gosh. This one's rare. It's got an Indian on it. (laughs) Native American. Double price. Jeez. Hey, man, I got Indian in my lineage. It's all good. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I'm sure you got black in your lineage, too. You should just start dropping the (laughs) N-word. My great, great, great three generations ago. Grandmother. What you got, fool? Uh, My grandmother's father was 100% native. I'm just kidding. I don't have any black ancestors that I know of. Maybe I do. I don't know. No, you probably do. But I do have Cherokee somewhere in the lineage. I mean, there's like none of it in me anymore, but. Mm. And you're not talking about the vehicle. Hey, now uh, who's racist? Insensitive, Hizzle. My God. <laughs> it happens. So what were you telling me about the spiders and the fly? And the what? The spiders or the buffaloes. The buffaloes? I don't know. You said you had a story. I said, wait for the podcast. Man. I want to hear it. <clears throat> All right. So I don't like spiders. 
I mean, they give me the heebie freaking GBs. You know what I'm saying? I'm done. I turn into a little schoolgirl. I'm out. No way, Jose, right? But Daddy Long Legs, I'm cool with because albeit they're one of the poisonous, they can't break our humans like flesh, our skin. So no harm, no foul, bro. Plus they eat like bugs and mosquitoes and all the insects in your house. So as all spiders do, so you should respect them all equally. Yeah. Stop discriminating but, against spiders. You know, I'm cool with daddy long legs. Just give me that. All right. So there's one in my bathroom downstairs and I just let it be. It's in the corner. Did its little thing. Does its thing. I'm cool with it. I'm like, yo, dude, you stay there. I'll see you every time I'm in here. So I know where you're at. And I know you're helping out the community here because you're eating insects. It's all good. <laughs> the community. I ain't going <laughs> to kill you. We cool, bro. All right. So then all I right. see a little baby you. one the other day on the ceiling in the bathroom. Mm. And I'm like, huh, that's kind of cool. Little, little tiny daddy long legs. I guess you could say a son of a. Daddy long legs. Hey, yo. <laughs> of course you can. Uh, yep. So I'm standing there, you know, going to the bathroom as men do. And I'm just looking at it. Standing up. Yeah. Not sitting down. No. Because okay. that's what men do. Are you with me now? That's what men do. I'm with you. I just wanted to make sure that the audience was following. I'm pretty sure it's self-explanatory, but. Anyway, I'm standing at this son of a daddy long legs, little baby. And it's just doing its thing. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. Then for some reason, my mind goes to like, no, wait a second. How does it know how to like spin a web and like hunt insects and crawl and do all this stuff that daddy long legs do? Like mommy slash daddy long leg didn't teach it. It just was birthed and then it just knew how to do it and it does it like and that repeats time and time and time and time again you know and then i started for some reason thinking like well that's what every other species does you know i mean mostly maybe certain species are taught certain things but whatever so my mind traveled to we're literally the only species at least that my brain knows about that has free will and can choose like I was taught certain things as a child and then when I got out on my own I can either shove that to the side keep some of it keep all of it but I can choose who I become and what I do who I am how I act, the the way I speak, I mean, everything. You know what I'm saying? And for some mm. reason, that was super intriguing. And I kind of wanted to rap with you about it, see what you had to think about it. Hmm. Or you can just tell me, this is stupid and let's move on. This is stupid. Let's move on. Damn, really? No. So there is a interesting debate uh, that is going around. Uh, it's mostly on college campuses that I'm aware of. 
in philosophy, um, especially around the you know topics of uh, philosophy and um, uh, um, psychiatrics and stuff like that. This idea of free will versus determination. Determination being the opposite of free will, the absence of free will, that all of your actions are predetermined. And you, though you may have a small percentage of choices that you could possibly make, but the paths all have a predetermined. Pretty narrow. They're narrow and and you're going to end up in the same place either way it goes. Yeah. So it's pretty much predetermined. And there's arguments about, you know, what causes this predetermination? Is it God? Is it a past life? Um, That's one school of thought that we live the same life over and over again. Um, And we can't get out of the cycle until we make better decisions to do things, you know, to possibly change the outcome. Uh, I obviously don't ascribe to that philosophy, but it's some very good points in it. Um, In the cases of extreme poverty or traumatic events in a person's life, you can say that, you know, it couldn't have been free will that they had because why would they choose a life of suffering? It had to be predetermined based on um, things that have been set into motion from their ancestors, if you will. Sure. So it's a it's a very, very interesting rabbit hole to go down. Um, I just happen to believe in free will and that we live a life that's a result of our own choices that we make, but also, um, you know, the choices that we make a lot are dictated by our upbringing and our environment because we're all a product of our environment. That argument though, can be used to help both sides. I was going to say that can go the other way though. Yeah. Given the explanation that I just gave, uh, that argument can go both ways like so many of us do. I mean, having grown up in, let's say a certain situation, joke, people, Sean just went over it, but that was a joke. Yeah. I'm being all serious, bro. I know. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, like you could grow up in a situation and then because of what, you've seen and experienced gone through I mean you you can be like fuck this dude I don't want I don't want this I don't want to be this I'm not this and I can choose that path for myself because ain't no one else Mm -hmm. choosing it for me which is probably a, a first world you know free thinker America kind of mentality and lifestyle but and listen i'm i'm speaking generally too i mean i understand there's things that you know 
we cannot change. But I think the the more I get a little older, the more I I I think I understand. And again, at least where I live in the environments that I am accustomed to, we can and it might be hard as shit, but we can choose a different path. You know? Yeah, well, there's always those outliers, right? You have people that have been able to escape their circumstances and create a totally different life that is incompatible with the history of their lineage. It, it happens, right? Um, but this this whole argument, so determinism or determination... Um, predetermination of your of your outcome negates free will in that uh, that your choices are determined by you know external forces it, it's it's this the environment that you're in and the opportunities that you have based on that environment based on the family that you come from their history and blah 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 and so if you consider that those are things that you don't have control over, your free will, if you will, is extremely limited and therefore not free. You know, it's not, it's impossible to be independent given the fact that you didn't create the environment that you were brought up in. That environment was created for you. That is the argument against free will. But I, I think that, uh, to your point, the the free will comes in, uh, at least from from my understanding and the way that I look at the world, my worldview, that free will is exercised when a person is of the age of accountability. And what I mean by that is that you're in a place where you can actually take responsibility for yourself. Right. You can then, at that point, take control, if you will, of the choices that you make that gives you the ability to come out of where you are. And, you know, and and even then, I'm not saying, like, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. That is not where I'm going with this at all, because I can already hear liberals in my ear saying, (laughs) you know... Some people can't do that. You can't, you know, expect this and whatever, blah, blah, blah. A lot of people got it a whole lot worse than a lot of people, right? Um, the, the opportunities are not equal. Um, you know, there, there's a big disparity in equality in this, in this nation, in this world, period, right? Um, there are always external forces that will present itself as obstacles for the individual that wants to choose something different from what they've always known. Nevertheless, I believe that choices still exist. And though they may be small choices that bring minute levels of progression, um, those little knobs to turn, they do exist. There are opportunities. 
and uh, just some take a lot more effort than others. Not only is there not equality of opportunity, there's not equality of effort in people. And so, um, in that, there is a choice. There is a free will. We don't have free will in everything. So I guess, uh, I guess from my point of view, determination and free will, this whole debate, um, one, I come from the standpoint of uh, a person needs to be at a place, uh, at an age or stage of accountability uh, where they are able to be responsible for themselves in order to exercise any amount of free will, if it exists at all. Two, um, the choices that are there, albeit limited for different cultures of the world, I think that they still do exist and opportunities are there, even if it is minuscule compared to other uh, races, nationalities, ethnic groups, whatever the case may be. There are still some choices that can be made. Whether or not those choices will allow you to um, be successful or to get to a place of greater independence and success, that can be argued. That can be an argument there. Um, But choices are still there that can be made. And so I have a hard time with this whole debate, man. I really do. Well, it is an interesting one. I lean one. towards that. Yeah, I lean towards determination. Um, but I, I have to admit that that's out of a biased place of my own inequities that I've lived with. Sure. You know. And you know something that's funny? At the time, I had no idea that that topic would be... Uh kind of a setup for what you were wanting to talk about with the whole predestination thing. Yeah. Well, kind of in a way. I mean, in a I way. Mean, I guess it could we, be a stretch. We, we can... It's a little bit of a stretch. <laughs> Whatever, man. Trying to segue, bro. I And I appreciate that. I mean, obviously, it's not something that we'd be able to solve, but... Um, what I wanted to discuss was the whole idea of, right, so we're in Rosh Hashanah, we're in that Rosh Hashanah 10-day period, and uh, it culminates with Yom Kippur, which is the Day of Atonement. And um, uh, the day that this comes out, uh, Wednesday the 15th, uh, is actually the day before Yom Kippur, uh, which is the 16th. Uh, and so, I don't know, I mean, we, we do this every single time, like, I, we understand that the Bible that we read, that we, you know, we place faith in, uh, Jesus Christ being that living word, whatever, however you want to say it, um, Jesus was a Jew, and the Bible is a book of Jewish history, and so, uh, you know, it's funny, I was, I was, <laughs> I was watching a video, this is just a, an aside, I was watching a, a, a TikTok today that was on my YouTube feed. I don't go on TikTok. 
but I do look through my Instagram feed and my, anyway, um, what's his name? The evangelist guy. That narrows it down. What's his name? (laughs) He's dead. Uh, Big Christian guy all over the world. Billy Graham? Thank you. Holy shit, man. Wow. Oh, Has it been that long since I've said his name? Anyway, he said, now this is for the black people. I want you to understand that the man that helped Jesus carry that cross was a black man. And I want you to understand another thing. Christianity is not a white man's religion. It's not a black man's religion. And Jesus Christ was not a white man. And he's just like so emphatic. And he's just preaching his ass off, right? It's awesome. And uh, anyway, in, in that thought process, I'm like, yeah, you're right on all of those accounts. But what you're not saying, it's probably one of the most important things. Is that, yeah, he wasn't white or black, but he was a Jew. And this is a Jewish religion. It started with them. God chose a people to start with. To start this, you know, uh, salvation train. Salvation was first to come to the children of Israel. When Jesus was approached by uh, the scribes and the Pharisees, he says, look, I'm not here for everybody. This is at the beginning of his ministry. He says, I'm here for the lost tribes of the, of, of the children of Israel. We, we cannot separate the Jews from Christianity. They may separate themselves, but we can't separate them from the book. Because the entire history of it deals with them. <clears throat> and so when you ask, ask the question, why should he even care about Yom Kippur? Why should I care about Rosh Hashanah? You should care because it's a Jewish religion. Like, there's no choice in the matter. This is the book of the Jews. I mean, Jesus being a rabbi would have taught it. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Right. He would have. Um, So anyway, just really quick. Yom Kippur is the Day of Atonement. It's the culmination of Rosh Hashanah, which is the Jewish New Year. And on the day of the Day of Atonement, the high priest was to go in and to make a few sacrifices, one for the tabernacle or the temple, one for himself so that he was pure before he would make, you know, the final sacrifice, which was for the entire nation of of Israel. And the interesting thing about it is that, of course, this is under under the law, under the covenant of the law. When, whenever you sinned throughout the year, you had to, according to the law, come to the temple, present yourself before the priest, confess your sin, present a sin offering. Uh, one was to pay for your sin. The blood had to be shed, the sacrifice had to be made, and the animal had to be burned on the, the altar. The, uh, the second one, the second animal... Uh, basically there was to be a transference of your sin 
onto that animal and that animal was considered the scapegoat so that term scapegoat goes for the animal who's takes your sin there's a transference of your sin to that animal and then that animal is set free um and so what they what they did on the day of atonement is that very thing one animal was sacrificed to pay for the sins the the other animal was to to take the sins the transference of the sins of the of the person and would be let free outside of the camp outside of Israel away into the wilderness where it basically would eventually you know die natural causes whatever um but the the, the crazy part is that not only did they have to give a sacrifice for every individual sin that they did throughout the year, the point of Yom Kippur or the Day of Atonement was to remember all of the sins that they committed throughout the year. And there was to be one final sacrifice that would ultimately cover the entire nation for all of their sins that they did for the year. There's a lot of bloodshed, a lot of sacrificing of animals, a lot of fire, a lot of incense, a lot of prayer and agony, asking for forgiveness, receiving that forgiveness, and remembering that one animal paid the price, the other animal lived. The symbolism behind it is that every animal sacrifice ever given or made on behalf of the children of Israel is a representation of Christ, Christ being the ultimate sacrifice for us who died for our sins but rose again and so lives forevermore, sits on the right hand of the Father, always making intercession for us, right? Hebrews 7.25. So um, every sacrifice and every year of atonement Obviously, the Jews do not recognize Jesus Christ as the Savior of the world, but we as Christians recognize Jesus as a Savior and therefore um, our sin sacrifice, the one who all of our sins were placed upon, died a brutal death, shed his blood, rose again the third day, sits on the right hand of the Father. He represents that sin sacrifice, the atonement for us. And thankfully, under the new covenant, he only had to die once. And so in Hebrews, where the the author talks about Jesus being the great high priest and the great sacrifice, greater than any animal that's ever had to lose its life, the reason why he's greater is because he only had to die once. And that all of our sins, past, present, and future, are taken care of in that one sacrifice versus making animal sacrifices every year. So, that's what I wanted to bring out. Um, Because I think it's important for us to remember and to uh, keep in mind. It's a good day. It's a good day of celebration. Um, Yeah. We don't have to mourn the day. We don't have to mull over our sins because Christ already did for us. Yeah, I agree. I think we both agree that 
albeit we are not Jews or of the Jewish faith, we, uh, at least to some capacity, find that, um, you know, knowing the history behind it and finding it of any interest should be a thing for someone who follows Christ. <clears throat> yeah, for sure. And, you know, just for shits and giggles, if you wanted to read up on it as a Christian and wanted to be more familiar with the tradition, it's in Leviticus chapter 16. That's where it's found. That's where the Day of Atonement is established in the Old Covenant. So, read up on it, homie. Get some edumacation. Edumacate yourself. Yeah. Because only you can choose to do so. Full circle. (laughs) Okay, full circle. That's how you get back to it, huh? All right, I like your style, bro. I like your style. That's how you get back to it. All right, that's cool. Speaking of get back to it, mm-hmm. are you are you finished? Are you done? Actually, I was going to make one more point. Do your thing, bro. Here's the kicker. The only way, the reason why, because uh, here's a question that I had always wondered when it came down to like, okay, Jewish people don't believe in Jesus and therefore they should still be living according to the law. And if they're doing that, then why aren't they making animal sacrifices right now? Have you ever thought about that? I guess I haven't. Yeah. I think most Christians have not. Well, here's the answer, and then I'll shut up and let you go to go go back full circle to where you were going. The reason why the Jews are not making animal sacrifices today and still not believing in Jesus Christ. McDonald's. McDonald's. Is because there's no temple. The temple was destroyed in 70 A.D., and so why do I feel like I should have known that you should have so because the temple was destroyed there's no place to take your sacrifices in Jerusalem and obviously with all the turmoil and all the shit that's going on right now uh, in Jerusalem you, you basically Islam has taken over Jerusalem and so they have temples that they've erected that have that have been standing for a very, very long time. It wasn't until the 1940s that the Jewish people actually became a state. Right. So um, and now that they are an official state, an official government, they still haven't created or recreated the temple of old. They have not instituted any priests. There are no priests. Okay, there's in order to be a priest, you had to be in that line of Levi. Well, they don't know who's in that line, so they can't even establish a high priest at this point. So there's no priest. There's no temple. There's no altar. They can't do sacrifices. So the only thing that they have to hold on to their heritage. Are the days of feasts. 
Yeah. And are these these holy days, these holiday these holidays. And so they keep up the, the tradition of old by celebrating these feasts in a very secular manner, if you will. The the pomp, the the glory of it all has waned over over the generations because of the absence of the priest and the and the temple. So noodle on that. And to take that just a step further, if according to the law, forgiveness was only attained through sacrifice and through the forgiveness of God through the priest, and it no longer exists, think about the cloud of guilt and condemnation that the avid Jew lives under on a daily basis. It breaks my heart. It actually makes me sad. Mm. Because there is no avenue of forgiveness for them. Because it's all been stripped away from them. But we have Jesus. We place our faith and our confidence in him. And the sacrifice that he's made over 2,000 years ago. And our faith in him is what brings us salvation. Selah, go ahead. Amen. I didn't have any point. I was just going to say. Spiders are awesome and you love them. I forgot what I was going to say. Some way of saying. You want to be bit by a spider. What? So that you can become. You want to become bit by a spider so you can become Spider-Man. I'm not even going to acknowledge that. All I was going to say, and I was going to make it fun, but you kind of killed that with saying that (laughs) Jews are depressed because they can't atone for their sins, was that you had a game you wanted to go watch. So, uh... I didn't say that they were depressed. (laughs) I just, you know... Listen, if you're Jewish and you're not depressed, please send your hate mail to Sean at unchurchedpodcast.show. That's S-H-A-W-N at unchurchedpodcast.show. He'll still get it, even if you spell his name wrong. Sean. Yeah, and if you're not depressed and you're Jewish, go ahead and email Michael at unchurchedpodcast.show. Dot show so that he can wallow or no not wallow with you but join in your I don't know man yeah just stop while you're ahead kid <laughs> <laughs> alright cool another one in the books uh, episode 256 another one yeah Hey, don't forget to check out our website, unchurchpodcast.show. We've got some, uh, all our episodes should be pretty much up to date. And um, if you want to reach us, you can do it. Do so there. You can also read a few little blurbs about me and Hizzle if you'd like. And um, <clears throat> also, I don't know why we haven't said this in a while. But if you like the combo, go ahead and subscribe. Just do it right now. And um, tell someone who might enjoy these 
conversations as well. So that goes a long way. My dog is barking, which means my wife is home. So I'm going to go ahead and say we love you long time. So long we love you. Peace. Peace.